0: What's the word in New York? I can tell you what the word is. The Knicks agreed to extend R.J. Barrett complicating Donovan Mitchell talks. Does this move change our opinion that Donovan Mitchell ends up a New York Knickerbocker? And, you know, I I think when you talk about the move to sign R.J., I don't think it impacts the deal because I always thought that the deal was centered around the draft picks, the draft capital that the Knicks have. We all know who's sitting across from the negotiating table. That's Danny Ainge. And he's out here pricing himself out right now. Guy's really pricing himself out. Talking about six, seven first round picks. He want most of them to be unprotected. It was always about how much picks the Knicks were willing to give up for Donovan Mitchell. We get it. The world is yours. Donovan Mitchell is yours. You can have him. But are you willing to sell your soul for him? That's the question. And right now, Leon Rose is not trying to do that. He, he knows that if we send RJ Barrett or anybody, all the picks that we can send, that we will be kind of putting ourselves in a hole where we can't get better in the future and our roster is compromised. So what's the point? So at the end of the day, I still think that the deal can get done. I still think we have the best package. Danny Ainge is going to have to calm down and, and stop pricing himself out. You know, and um, also I would say this. I think eventually a third team is going to have to come and help us facilitate the deal. And that's where the Lakers come in because I heard some reports about the Lakers, you know, they trying to get rid of Russell Westbrook. We all know what's going on over there. It ain't old news, right? And right now Danny Ainge is interested in that 2027 pick and that 2029 first round pick. And in return, Russell Wilson or Russell Westbrook, excuse me, will be sent <laughs> over there and they will take on a contract. And probably agree to a buyout or pay him to go home like John Wall. So, you know, Danny Ainge will be able to get picks, first rounders from the Lakers, along with the five that we can offer him. We could offer him more, Claire, but I'm only willing to go five in a couple of players. So. I think that's ultimately what's going to happen. RJ Barrett still can get dealt to the Jazz, even though he got paid, let's be clear here. But at the same time, I don't think it it is going to affect anything. I think Danny Ainge is outpricing himself, and he's going to have to come back to earth. If he really wants a deal to get done, he's going to have to be realistic.
1: So yeah, I do think that Donovan Mitchell is going to end up a New York Knick. And it was pretty exciting uh, to see the news about R.J. Barrett because really, I think you briefly mentioned it, and and I agree with you in the sense that If R.J. Barrett would have been included in the Donovan Mitchell trade, like would Nick fans really be that excited? I feel like there would have been plenty of Nick fans that would have even been more upset about the deal and getting rid of a guy like R.J. Barrett, who since he's been in the league, all he's done is gotten better and better and better and has worked harder. And I think Nick fans, what they really want, what they're dreaming about right now is seeing uh, both Donovan Mitchell and R.J. Barrett on the same floor uh, suited up in the orange and blue. But I'll say this. It's great for the Knicks that most likely Barrett's not going to be in the deal. I'm a big fan of his. And the Knicks do have some assets here. Like, if you're the Jazz, eventually you're going to have to understand that getting a package of uh, with guys like Quentin Grimes or Emmanuel Quickly, even Obi Toppin with a ton of draft picks, like, that might be the best you could do. I know there are plenty of other teams. Miami is one uh, in the mix that has been somewhat interested in Donovan Mitchell. But I think the Knicks could out exceed that deal any possible deal to heat give even without giving up a guy uh, like RJ Barrett. And I do think like last off season was a disaster. We talk about it all the time, whether it was the decision to sign Evan Fournier and let go of uh, Reggie Bullock extending Julius Randle to the big contract, bringing in a washed up Kem- Kemba Walker. Like I do think if the Knicks have that group and that core with uh, Mitchell and RJ and Jalen Brunson uh, with with uh, Mitchell Robinson the big man like you're building something and you're building something legitimate and I do think it would be the most excited Knicks fans have been in a while I know two years ago we had that little playoff run it was a great season but like realistically I think in the back of our heads even though we were just thrilled about the fact that the Knicks were good for the first time in a while we all knew that that team never really had championship upside. They were going to have to be some tweaks, some adjustments to be made. And we've been saying since the Brunson signing, like this is a fine move. It's solid. We like it, but there has to be more. And Donovan Mitchell is going to hopefully be that more. And I, even though the Knicks had a brutal offseason last year, I do think uh, bringing in a guy like Mitchell, keeping Barrett and building with that core, that that could be uh, the road we need to finally uh, just see some good basketball here in New York city.
0: And I think this was just a message sent to Danny Ainge that we have the upper hand here. Like, we have the best package. Your best package is going to come from us, but you have to be realistic at the same time. Nobody can offer you what we can offer you for, you know, Donovan Mitchell. We have the young pieces, right? The Quentin Grimes, the OB Toppins of the world. We have those guys, right, that we can send over there. Emmanuel Quickly, potentially, in the deal. We can send you three young players, that can grow into what you're trying to grow into along with some picks, probably five of them, right? Five and unprotected, protected, whatever, however they want to do it. And that could be coming your way. And you could get a big head start on your rebuild process, because why would you want to rebuild with Donovan Mitchell on your team? That's not a rebuild. You're rebuilding. So I think um, Donovan Mitchell, it would help the Knicks a lot tremendously. If Donovan Mitchell could apply pressure, you know, from himself. Like we saw today, he took the the team out of his bio, start to see little nuances like that to apply pressure. Obviously we will love to see him request a trade officially because now that will set things faster and quicker because now, you know, if you're Danny Ainge, that you have to get to work and you have to get to work with us because we had the best package. So it will help a lot of Donovan Mitchell applies pressure from himself. But Right now, it seems like he's just going with the win. You know, I'll stay or I'll go to the Nets, the Knicks, or Miami, the three teams that he picked to, if he would be traded, he would go to. So I would like to see that. But also, Zach, I got a question for you. How far are you willing to go? Because Claire Danny Ainge is a stubborn individual. He's a pick bandit. Nobody has acquired more first-rounders and picks and assets more than Danny Ainge over the years. How far are you willing to go for Donovan Mitchell if you're the Knicks.
1: That's a good question. So I think the one guy you mentioned him, that has to be in the deal is Quentin Grimes. I think he's a guy that has shown some nice flashes since he's been a Knick, but if you, he's the kind of guy where if you give him the opportunity to start and play like big minutes and be one of the best players on the Utah jazz, like he's going to flourish, he's going to get better. I think that's a guy uh, that's going to have to be included in the deal. Uh, same with Emmanuel quickly. I think he's a good player, a guy that could help a team uh, on the rebuild, a young player he's a guy I'd be willing to include in the deal. Obi Toppin is interesting to me because I don't know, like if you're the Knicks, I know they like him and he's shown flashes, but with Julius Randle still here, I don't know if... Like by the time like the season comes and, and if if no deal has gone done, like I could see Obi Toppin's value going a little bit down just because he doesn't really have a consistent role on the team. And I think in the most ideal world, if you're the Knicks, you'd find a way to get rid of that Julius Randle contract. But I don't necessarily know if that's happening anytime soon. And with Obi Toppin, like I really like him as a player, but I just don't know if he has a future uh with a consistent role on this New York Knicks team. And in terms of the draft picks three or four draft picks, you know, like I I know that Donovan Mitchell has his flaws as a player. He's never been first team all NBA. He's had some bad playoff losses, but I do think he's the kind of guy, especially when he's available, we know how much the Knicks have struggled when it comes to closing the door on the big uh, guy from another team, bringing him in. And this is a guy that is from uh, New York. His dad used to work for the Mets. He wants to be here. It's pretty clear. I think the Knicks got to do whatever they can to make this happen without going Overboard, which they didn't, would they would have done it already if they would have done it? So
0: yeah, I think so too. I think if they were going to go overboard, it would have happened already. They would have got Donovan Mitchell a long time ago if they were willing to literally give up the farm for Donovan Mitchell. And I think that's good that they haven't because you know sometimes you just gotta wait it out. I understand negotiations could be intense and you want to get the deal done training campus on the way. But at the same time, you got to be patient and allow things to open up because eventually it will. The reason why I asked you that question that I asked you is because you look at the Knicks draft picks, right? And I'm just playing devil's advocate here to my own take. You look at the Knicks draft picks. They have a lot, but they haven't really. They had some nice pieces that they drafted over the years, but they haven't really. They miss on a lot. right? they miss on superstar changing guys. I don't even want to think of or even name those guys because I'm just going to get mad uh, frustrated here on the show. They could have had, Donovan Mitchell. had Donovan, Donovan Mitchell. I mean, the list goes on. <laughs> All them guys could have had. They four had. Years ago. But you think about the draft and just getting a marquee guy. They haven't had a marquee draft pick since Patrick Ewing. And that's crazy to me. I'm talking about so we'll a get, of, um, franchise changer.
1: RJ Barrett is the first Knicks draft player to
0: sign an extension since uh, Charlie Ward, who's been yeah. playing. He was playing before we were born, right? That That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. The Knicks haven't got a franchise changer since the daggone rigged lottery because I think it was rigged at the time. Maybe I'm just buying it to conspiracy. It worked out for my benefit. Right, I'm a Knicks fan, even though I wasn't alive to see it here. But Patrick Ewing was that guy. KP Christoph Spazengas. I mean, come on. Guy was a one hit one at that time. You could argue he was the next one. But that lasts for so long. R.J. Barrett may be that guy in the future where we look back and say we got ourselves a gem. And that's why I'm glad we paid him, because, you know, say what you want about the guys that were drafted ahead of him. John Morant, Zion Williamson, franchise changes. Right. We we all knew that that's the guys that we wanted. I always said I would have been fine with John Morant. Even if I didn't get Zion, because I looked at John Morant and I thought he was, you know, the point guard position. You can do more and help a team more if you got the point guard. And, Claire, we see our point guard struggles over the years. But both guys are injury prone. And I know we can say that about Zion definitively. The guy only played, what, 80-something games in the last three years. But John Morant is injury prone. And nobody talks about that. Electric, possibly a future MVP of the league. True. But he's injury prone He got injured A couple times in the season So We got a guy That's healthy And is willing to Work on his game So he can get his game Up to those guys And We just gotta be here for it And be patient with it So We all know who's sitting across From the negotiating table That's Danny Ainge And he's out here Pricing himself out right now The guy's really Pricing himself out Talking about Six, seven first round picks He want most of them To be unprotected It was always about How much picks the Knicks were willing to give up for Donovan Mitchell? We get it. The world is yours. Donovan Mitchell is yours. You can have him, but are you willing to sell your soul for him? That's the question. And right now, Leon Rose is not trying to do that. He he knows that if we send RJ Barrett or anybody, all the picks that we can send, that we will be kind of putting ourselves in a hole where we can't get better in the future and our roster is compromised. So what's the point? So at the end of the day i still think that the deal can get done i still think we have the best package danny ainge is gonna have to calm down and stop pricing himself out